Hi, welcome to Coach Beard's Book Club. I'm Michaela, Coach Beard's assistant. Together with Andrea, Bex and Marita, we'll be diving into the books mentioned or seen in the Apple TV series Ted Lasso. So if you love Ted Lasso as much as Van Damme loves Amsterdam, then join this group of four women, handpicked by Beard himself, and let's go. Hello Greyhounds, welcome back. I uh, hope you had wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. 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 And talking about the new year, what books are you looking forward to most? What What is your top I must read for 2024? Marita, what about you first? Um, okay, well, I have a couple of books I really want to read. The first one, uh, I want to read Henry Winkler's memoir. I went and saw him uh, at a Powell's event in Portland a few weeks ago, and he was so lovely and engaging, and I haven't yet had a chance to read his memoir, which we all got a copy of there. Uh, so I really want to read that. Uh, I'm also looking forward to um, The Angel of Indian Lake, which is the third in a trilogy by Stephen Graham Jones. That's not out yet, but will be in 2024. So I am definitely looking forward to that. Nice. Love it. What about Bex? So many, but <laughs> I guess the one I'm going to pick is The Seventh Veil vale of Salome. It doesn't come out until July, I think it is, but it's the newest book by Silvia Moreno-Garcia for anybody who read The Daughter of Dr. Moreau or Mexican Gothic. Those are probably her, her two most well-known titles in the U.S. Well, she is from the U.S., so they're probably uh, her two most well-known titles here, I think. But uh, she's got a new one coming out, and it's about like 1950s Hollywood. Like that's the setting. So I'm I'm very curious. I love what she does. She always like basically takes these sort of old, not even old timey, but some old timey genres, and like flips them on her head and re rewrites them from a Mexican or Mexican American perspective. Mm, I like that. That sounds good. How about you, Andrea? Well, I am very much looking forward to reading um, in my memoir, in my memoir reading, um, Something in the Blood, the untold story of Bram Stoker, the man who wrote Dracula. Uh, I've heard great things about this memoir. Uh, not memoir. I'm sorry. It's a biography. I don't know why I keep saying memoir. It's a biography and it's supposed to be very good. I've heard really good things about it. So I'm very excited. And of course, Dracula. But vampires. So yeah, it's, yeah. it makes me very happy. And then I'm um, going to continue reading Agatha Christie books uh, probably for the entire year as well, because she yeah. has so many. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fantastic. I might join you with some of them. I've taken some recommendations from within the book club for my 2024 want and I want to read Legends and Lattes by uh, Travis Baldia and Bake Shop Mysteries by Ellie Alexander and those are little cosy mysteries that are fun and enjoyable and always have food in them <laughs> I love how cosy mysteries always have food in them it just does something it's, it's, it makes it extra cosy <laughs> so I'll be looking forward to that this time we've not done a book we are doing Coach Beard's Book Club Trivia Night. Woohoo! <laughs> and I just want to preface that in recording in Scotland, it's 10 o'clock. My brain stops working around 8, so I will get none of these questions right, and it's not my fault. <laughs> well, I think you should all, we should work together to answer them. The competitive folks are like, no. <laughs> this, is we'll officially, this is officially our... Um, Pillow fight. 
It is our pillow fight. Quiet pillow fight. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's why we have to take each other down. No. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> with love. No. With love. The pillow fight's going to happen when we meet in person for real. I'm going <laughs> to just let me take sure my glasses it. off first, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll allow that. Marita, you're going to kick us off with the trivia. I'm really looking forward to this. In fact, are you doing something a little bit different from trivia? What was your ideas? So what I decided to do instead of trivia is, you know, I was feeling a little festive. I wanted to talk Christmas and I wanted to have a literary tie in some way. So I wanted to think about, especially having recently seen him up at Christmas Carol, you know, there used to be, I don't think it's as in vogue anymore, this tradition of shows, particularly sitcoms, doing an episode where they had their own version of A Christmas Carol. I'm used to those, like, growing up, there were a lot of shows that had them, Family Ties had one, a lot of 70s and 80s shows. I think there was a Christmas Carol episode of WKRP in Cincinnati where like Mr. Carlson accidentally eats one of Johnny Fever's brownies and then has like this fever dream about what'll happen if he doesn't give everyone Christmas bonuses, right? So this is a a dying art, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) And Ted Lasso is all about this kind of thing. So I thought we could talk through and if we had a, a Christmas Carol, like a Ted Lasso Christmas Carol episode, how we would cast that. And where I wanna start from, is season one Rebecca and how she's treating Ted. So I have some like ideas how I'm going to cast this through, but certainly this can be a discussion. We can talk through these things. I feel like if Rebecca is in the Scrooge role, I think that immediately goes to Bob Cratchit, and I think that needs to be Ted. Uh, he is the abused employee. I don't think Michelle works in this role as like Cratchit's wife, right? So I'm going to put Beard there, right? He's fiercely like fiercely defends Ted, right? I can see them at home. And then if if we're going that route, then I think Tiny Tim has to be Nate. Uh, Any thoughts there? I would have said Nate for Tiny Tim, actually. It just just feels right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I could see that. All right. So we need to cast Marley, and that's a little bit of a problem because in the Ted Lasso universe, we don't have anyone substantial who's dead, especially not at the start of season one. Right. So I was thinking this through, and I I think I want to put that as, as Rupert. Uh, Rupert is such a pro gaslighter that even if Rebecca were to point out that he's not actually dead, I feel like he would just elide past that and and be like, don't worry about it, darling. You know, the the kind of absolute smooth lie he's so used to telling, I I feel like he could go through that pretty well. Any other thoughts there? Who who would you guys put as Marley? Well, ghosts do need to believe in themselves, and Rupert certainly does believe in himself, so I think that's a good choice. Yeah, I guess if Rebecca is Scrooge, then that makes the most sense. Maybe her maybe her mother, because her mother did actually want what was good for her, which I think Marley is attempting to save Scrooge. But I'm not I'm not sure. I'm just like kind of saying this like it just came to mind i haven't really thought on this in in great detail but that would be like a different spin on the marley character i think well we can spin these any way we want i mean if wkrp can do a pot brownie i think we can go in any direction we want (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So we have a few we have a few options for Marley, and then I was thinking through who the ghost of Christmas past should be. And uh, for this one, I want to nominate May. She's yes. got the whole history. She knows everything going. She just knows yeah. absolutely everything. She knows the whole history of the club. She's been there forever. She is always watching. She knows all of these things, and I think she would be great to walk Rebecca through things that because I'm sure May observed things with Rebecca that even Rebecca wasn't paying a lot of attention to. I think that would be a great ghost of Christmas past. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. No, oh, as fine. soon as you said that, she immediately came to mind. So then looking at the ghost of Christmas present, right? Different versions of a Christmas carol have gone in different directions with this. And so I was trying to think through like really who I think would fit there. And I want to put Higgins in that role. And the reason I do is because he's in the middle of everything. He's on top of everything. And he has such a um, understated way of delivering terrible news that I feel like he'd be great in that role like you know you have this Christmas carol where Scrooge sees tiny Tim in the present and he's very obviously sick and he's not doing well right and I you know Scrooge asks the ghost about it and I can just see Higgins going oh, tiny Tim might die yeah you know he's got that well you know <laughs> could be a problem sort of thing so I, I would love to see Higgins there although I could I could go in a lot of different directions with that what do y'all think? I just, as you brought up Higgins, then I started rethinking the whole beginning bit. I'm like, what if Higgins was Cratchit, Bob Cratchit, and his, you know, because he's got a wife and a lot of kids more than oh, Rebecca thinks. And then having Ted as the ghost of Christmas present. I don't know why. I don't know if that would work. Yeah, no, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm I'm rearranging for my okay. for myself. <laughs> All right, we've got Bex's head cannon. Okay, so moving forward into the ghost of Christmas yet to come, you know, I think we really need someone creepy and ominous for this, and I can't think of anyone creepier, ominous, more dark than the you know face illuminated by the cell phone, Roy Kent. I can really see him, you know, and yeah. he. It, weirdly as it is because he's not that old as an actor right but in the show especially in season one he he is the stand-in for aging out of things right you know the decay that comes with age right so he's got the future left old man <laughs> he's decaying rather nicely but you know <laughs> he is the stand-in for that in the show so i've got him as as the the dark and depressing ghost of of christmas future christmas yet to come what do y'all got well what if you do what if you actually took it a different instead of making it depressing, what if you made it more positive and it could be like a Danny Rojas or even Keely, right. As like a positive, Ooh. like, like if you change things, this is how it could be good. It, it wouldn't be the essence of a Christmas Carol, but you know what I mean? But like, that's an yeah. another take of it. It would be a very Ted Lasso spin on it. Yeah. Yes, it would. Yes. I sort of envision Danny though as being like when when she throws open the window to her office and looks out on the field on Christmas, and there's like one dude there practicing with like keepy uppy or something, and it's like, boy, what day is this? You know, and it's like Danny Rojas out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, why it's Christmas Day? Of course. <laughs> He wouldn't even wait for to get the money for the turkey. He'd offer to buy it for her because he's so damn nice. <laughs> anyway, so so there is my my re envisioning. You know, we need more Ted Lasso, and I think I think a fun Christmassy episode could be. Yeah, I I, I think more sitcoms need to do a Christmas Carol episode. Definitely, I miss that from the eighties and nineties. They need to do yeah. more of that. Yeah, yeah. I think it can be done. It can be done. 
you know, there's ways to do it without it being overly cheesy, but I kind of like that it's a bit um, cheesy. It's supposed to be overly cheesy. Yeah. It can be ridiculous. Yeah. They can just take things too far. That is what Christmas is for, taking things exactly. too far. And, and I just think it fits so well with, like, because um, Brett is such a Muppets fan, and, like, I think when many people think of A Christmas Carol, in the top three, at the very least comes the Muppet Christmas Carol in terms of like what are the first three adaptations or versions of this that come oh, to yes. mind. Yeah. I, I think it's got to be at least for anyone in the age group of watching Ted Lasso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's there. And so that would that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that you brought up just side note that WKRP like I used to love that show. Oh, like, that show is so great. Like <laughs> It, it also fits with like the sort of the way Jason Sudeikis would make reference. <laughs> it's like, oh, that yeah. would be right in his up his alley, I think. Yeah. Oh, they really could have given us. I know Carol of the Bells is an excellent episode and I wouldn't want to change it, but we really could have had Ted Lasso does a Christmas Carol. We that still can, Kylo. We still can. Believe. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag believe. Let's do it. Well, and now I'm thinking like the boys who are caroling at the beginning. Those could be like all the the players come in. Mm-hmm. You know, they have practice with that now because of course, like my version of a Christmas Carol is the 1970s Scrooge with mm. Albert Finney, mm. and so I'm just thinking of like, like. Rebecca being cranky walking through like the streets and whatnot and like the team coming up behind her and just being like Has <laughs> Rebecca got mutton chops? Has she got a big set of mutton chops? And I would need her to have those, my friends. What do you guys think about an alternate version of it though? Like when Jamie leaves the team and he's Scrooge. Ooh. And gets visited, like almost kind yeah. of like a what actually happened. What actually happened after he left? Yeah. And he had this dream sequence where he's, you know. If he's back in Manchester, I think that the, the Keeley and the Roy and the posters on his wall have to come to life, right? Yeah. Yes. Whichever form they take. They can, be the, they can be the ghosts of, of Christmas past together. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's funny. And then, then uh, Ted as the ghost of Christmas present and Sam as the ghost of Christmas yet to come. <laughs> God, I, I didn't even watch it this year at a Christmas Carol, so maybe I should... I know, I usually watch yeah, some watch form it of it year. every year, but I didn't watch yeah. it this year. Every oh, year, we watch A Muppet's Christmas Carol, we watch Scrooge, and then we listen to Jim Dale narrate A Christmas Carol on our road trip, so... <laughs> That's a that's a that's requirement nice. in this household. <laughs> yeah. The Oregon Symphony played the score along with Muppet Christmas Carol, so I took my kiddo up there for that. It was phenomenal. It was yeah, nice. that sounds amazing. I especially <laughs> I was so excited for the percussionist because there's that one scene where they're going through Christmas Past where he's at Fozzywigs, right? And Animal goes off on the drum, and as I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, there is someone on stage, like, because you can't quite see the percussions in the back. I'm like, there's someone on stage who is just getting to go nuts right now <laughs> <laughs> because they get to be Animal. I am so happy for them. I love. That. I love Animal. Oh my god, I love him so much. But yeah, it's a shame we couldn't see him. It would have been so funny if he was like dressed up as animal just for the, the shits and giggles. <laughs> now I'm trying to think about who would be... Well, cause, so then you have Nora as like 
the niece instead of like mm-hmm. Scrooge's nephew. <laughs> right, right. But who are the um, who are the two guys who come around like looking for for help? Maybe it's the Milk Sisters. <laughs> the Milk Sisters looking for their two percent back, or, or the, the the pub lads, right? Oh, oh the pub lads. lads. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. Okay, we 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 can get this directed, right? Yeah. We can do this. Let's let's write this all out. Send yeah. it to Jason. See if he'll. We've done a podcast. Surely we can produce a film. <laughs> I love it. That's fun to think about, though, Marita. I'm glad you did that. Yeah, cool. as I'm really, I, I'm probably going to wake up at three in the morning with better answers. Do you know what I mean? Like it's one of those slow thinkers, so. I shall if I come up with any really good answers. I shall, you know, no sure. casting announcements have been made yet, Michaela. So I think we're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to spoil it because if I can get who I think we need, it'll, it'll be brilliant. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So it's me next. Continued excitement, but it's me. Ah! <laughs> ah. And I'm doing some questions on our episodes about episodes of Ted Lasso. Okay. So we're very meta done. here. Yeah. Ready. Let so me open meta. let me open up my podcast app so I can see the episode titles. Yeah, the chances of me remembering anything I said even 10 minutes ago are so low. I don't know how I'm going to do the rest of this. So I'm going to start with our first ever episode together, A Wrinkle in Time. I'm going to give you a quote and I want you to tell me who said it. And bonus points for the context. <laughs> I'm not related to bugs. What are you talking about? Who out of the not, four of us said, I'm me. not related to bugs? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and why, Bex? Why did you say that? I said it because I listened to the audiobook version of A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, and the pronunciation aunt of aunt was all wrong. They kept aunt calling beast. her aunt beast. <laughs> I was like, is this a giant insect in this book? I mean, I know this is fantasy, so anything could happen. <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I wish you'd never discovered it till we were all sat having the same conversation and you were like, <laughs> what the fuck are these people talking about? And no, I think it was, though. I think it was in the episode. Was it? Because but... I thought you'd discovered it Oh, no, I watched episode. the movie. Yeah. I think oh, I watched yeah. the movie and that's when it I was figured pure it luck. Out. I was just like, oh, the whole time I was waiting for an insect to show up. (laughs) Oh, dear old Aunt Beast. Beast. (laughs) So that was for a wrinkle in time. Moving on to the Iron Giant. I would like, and you can all have a guess at this. There is a right answer, but we can see who can get closest. How many seconds of the episode do the four of us spend gushing about how hot Dean is? At least a minute and a half. Each three and a half minutes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is the trouble in boners were in Wydon's answer for for Brett's podcast. (laughs) Speaking of which, side note, sorry, but I was so obsessed with Iron Giant now. They're showing Iron Giant at like next Friday at a movie theater near me at like one in the afternoon. I'm totally skipping. I want to come. I already bought the ticket. Nice. (laughs) I want to come. So I can. I'm going to see him in big screen. Whoop whoop! That five o'clock shadow. <laughs> I can't wait. I guess I'm going to go with. You said how many seconds? It's seconds, but I mean, I can convert. I'll take. I'll take on the answer. Yeah, it's not even metric. 
<laughs> I'm going to go with. You loved that. You were so happy with that. 600 seconds. <laughs> oh, a full 10 minutes, huh? Wow. <laughs> okay. I actually think we've been too harsh on ourselves. It was 73 seconds. Oh. We talked fast, though. We, we, we talked fast. It was 73 seconds that we all gushed about how much we want to go a on a date with a cartoon character. Cartoon character. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Harry quite, quite Wait, Junior's so voice. I'm so. taking that win because I said I said at least yes. a half. So I'm taking uh, Andrea was closer. Um, unless we're price, of right, price is right, where you can't win right. if you go over, right? Right. <laughs> well, she would have made us redo the numbers then. <laughs> Indeed. One second. One second. It's getting it gets dicey when it's anything to do with me and numbers and having to work it out because somebody was getting the wrong answer. <laughs> right, jumping over to Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. And I said that right the first time. Do you remember when we did the episode? How many times I couldn't yeah. do that? Ah, <laughs> oh, my brain, what a fart. Right. Marita and Michaela, who was inspired by Marita, both talked about a specific type of text that is used as a tool in this book. What is that text? A type of text? Like a literary... A literary tool. Device sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. a literary device. So, oh, to talk about a specific type of text. so there's a specific tool that's used in this book, like a technique. And Marita introduced it to me. And you went and, wild with it in, like, all of our next books. Yeah, Marita noticed it in The Iron Giant, actually. And then I noticed it in every book we read after because she taught me what it was. Oh, I am it's not It's a shadow text, yes? It's a shadow text! Yeah, it's a shadow text. I know. I was so excited by the shadow text. And, yeah, it was the, literally The Iron Giant, I think, that you'd brought it up in. And then by Miss mm. Peregrine, so we were like, oh, there it is, it's there. Shadow text, shadow text. But I suppose we are read, read, reading a load of like YA novels, so that's not particularly surprising, I suppose. But at the same time, I thought it was cool. Straight over to The Beautiful and Damned. Fuck Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> Who Fuck said, that. I hated this book and everyone in it? All of us? Everyone but me. Oh, my God. Specifically, it was me that said it as a verbatim. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everyone apart from Marie, I would I think, no, we had levels of I hate this book. Yeah, and Andrea was quite good about it. She was like, I hate it, but some of these quotes are beautiful. You know, this was the hate highlighting episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I get it. But bonus question, what does the F in Scott, uh, F Scott Fitzgerald stand for? Francis. Fuck. No, I'm sorry, you've got that wrong. Well done, Beck. <laughs> well Fudge. done, Beck. It's not Francis, it's fuck. Anyway. <laughs> We're going to move straight over to Bird by Bird. And this, I've actually just realised right in this, considering that um, Bex is the one that usually does all the synopsis, that this might be easier for her than well, it is no, for Well, no, because I didn't include them in the show notes for the longest time either. So Yeah, okay. true, true. So, which episodes of Ted Lasso, and I'll be very lenient with how you give me them, titles, um, season number, or whatever, which episodes... Does uh, Ted reference bird by bird? Well, there's Man City, right? Because right. not that kind of bird. Yeah, Man Excellent. City and Beard After Hours because it's repeated. Yep. But there's nice. also one earlier. There's one earlier. In season there one? 
Is it like is it like episode, episode two? It's early, isn't it? It's with all the books, yeah. 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 It's biscuits. It's episode two biscuits when um Coach Beard says he doesn't like to lose and Ted says bird by bird coach. Bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And literally became my life's motto. <laughs> it's quite helpful, actually. That it was is. a good book. That was a very good book. I oh, like that. Was it, I, that. I've kept that like book. Yeah. That's like one of my reread books, you know, like, oh, it's time to reread Bird by Bird because you've forgotten everything you've been taught, which happens yeah. a lot to me. That's helpful. Excuse me. It really is. What I should probably just do is have a book journal and write stuff in the journal after every book I've read. But I don't do that. There's a moleskin that's like specifically for that. Moleskin. Yeah. Moleskin, okay. but I don't like my own handwriting. So I would I would write it all and I wouldn't be able to read it. So I'd have to type it. <laughs> Honestly. Sad. Feel sorry for me, people. <laughs> We're jumping from bird by bird to it's a wonderful life. And what month did we cover it's a wonderful life? Bonus oh. for the date. I have the exact oh, date July, you're right? looking at it you're i'm looking at it i'm kind of cheating july 25th 2022 it was, july. It was christmas in july 2022 wow. we're, about to end. we're in 2024 now i know but are we no not yet i'm talking to our audience Mikhail. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry i was like why are you you having a stroke what are you talking about it's not 2024 yet. time zones michaela time zones. yeah and editing you know stuff like that fair enough i'm a, I'm a star trek fan we have when we talk about time mm-hmm. we have to be very specific because people are jumping around all over the place <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was i was speaking to our audience and we are now in 2024 mm. and i was arguing and then realized that I shouldn't have been it's all good it's all good uh we're going to jump from it's a wonderful life to an entangled life Mm. all right and this wasn't actually from the book this was something that came up what's the biggest fungus called humongous fungus (laughs) 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 i just wanted to hear somebody say humongous fungus again in fact if you could all say it andrea humongous fungus bex humongous fungus I already said humongous fungus, but sure, you can have it again. (laughs) Bexy's was good. I enjoyed that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I will never forget the humongous fungus. I just, I love it. I've never even seen it and I love it already. Well, maybe when you all come to Oregon for a Mm -hmm. visit, we can take take a road trip over and see the humongous fungus. Please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really want to see it. Okay. Um, We're going over to, I think it's our second to last which is an American thing. People say second to last. We just say second last. So Penultimate. Penultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, our, our penultimate question is on Hamilton. Ooh. And it's specific to a member of the book club. Now, I took this information from information that was said in the podcast. If it's not completely correct, then it's close enough. How many times, by our own admission, has Andrea seen Hamilton live on stage? Oh my gosh, it's like 23 or something ridiculous. Too many <laughs> times to count? She, she did. You are fucking weird because that was an exact <laughs> word. But then I did. She did then go on to, to actually list it. But they, did you just listen to that today? No. Or something? It just sounds like something Andrea would say. It was, yeah. But she did also then list how many times she approximated she had been to the live show. If nobody else wants to give an answer, I'm going Go to give it. it to I'm going to give it to Marita 
because she was close with 23, 23. of 17. So, oh, hey. But I think Andrea was underplaying it as well because she was like, oh, and too many times to like admit, you know. <laughs> I don't really want <laughs> like, to Maybe know. like, maybe 16 or 17. So I'm going to guess that's like 35. <laughs> 302. Just, but I, I haven't it's seen currently, it myself. It's I don't currently blame playing you. in Chicago again, and I have seen it. Oh. <laughs> I have tickets you. for Edinburgh in March. Yeah, I love mainly it. Mainly because of how much you love it. So, yeah. yeah, I do as well. I listen to the soundtrack quite a lot. So, I do. I love it. Right. And our last question is on The Wizard of Oz. And again, I've made this specific to us. During The Wizard of Oz episode, we assigned ourselves the four travellers in the movie. Can you remember who was who? Oh, we had to redo it because... yeah. Yes, yeah. I've done it based on what we did in the end, and it means that there is one for each of us. There's so no Michaela was the lion in the end. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I mean, I know which golden girl I am. I think. <laughs> I think Marita was the Tin Man. The tin Man. Yep, because she'd been in the garden and she was particularly creaky that day. Oh so yeah, that that tracks. That does track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I think because because Andrea and I both said the scarecrow, but then I think in the end I switched to Dorothy. Yeah, because that is my golden girl as well. Yes, <laughs> all <Exactly>. right. <laughs> we did well there. We got yeah, there. That was awesome. Thank that you for the excellent. golden girl hint, Marita. That that's what I am here to help. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. as soon as that you said the golden girl thing, I was like, oh, I remember this now. Mm-hmm, but yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that was a walk down memory lane of some of that the episodes fun. that we've done. And don't worry if we ever want to do it again, there's plenty more <laughs> where that came from. <laughs> well, now but I feel like Bex- mine's going to be harder. Yeah, well, <laughs> good. Bex, it's, it's your turn. Okay, so I'm going to make a statement and you have to guess which Ted Lasso character and which literary or film character that I'm describing. There are a couple that are authors because they're nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So I use the author slash narrator as the quote unquote character. Right. And these are from the show. These are One from the show just- and from books that, or films that we have covered. So for example, this is one that I'm. Oh, yeah. So for example, here's an easy one would be like this character saying, let it go. Right. Okay. And so the answer would be Rebecca and Elsa. Yeah, I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this character has dark hair, sexy eyebrows, and acts tougher than they really are. Ray Kent. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And. I can give you. Inigo Montoya. Oh, I guess that would be a good one. See, I was thinking this goes back to one of the questions that Michaela asked. Oh, um, oh. from uh, Iron Giant. Um, Dean? I just forgot his Dean name. McCoppin. Dean McCoppin. <laughs> you forget Dean. Because I forget names. Oh, <laughs> Dean should be haunting your dreams. Come on. <laughs> All right. This character has communication. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of all the times to fucking get that wrong. 
Fluid <laughs> communication problems. <laughs> but yeah. this character moves away to avoid their communication issues with their mother. Ted. Ted. Yep. And the, the kid from Miss Peregrine's. Oh, no, but I'll give you a hint. This character's name also has three letters and starts with a T. I told you mine are hard. <laughs> oh, it's really sick. Ooh. He has it, mommy issues. Well, that's half of literature, Bex. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everything. All of the above. He moves away to, like, another place a very the, different the iron giant does that yeah all right see these are too hard i didn't mean to make it too hard <laughs> from prince of tides oh right that dude tom wingo <laughs> yeah home and Good one. Good okay one. let's see here we go this one i'm taking a quote from the book but here we go this character quote don't like girls nor women either that's got to be in Johnny Tremaine. Yeah, that's Johnny Tremaine. Yeah, that's that, Johnny, yeah. Tremaine. Johnny Tremaine. And, which and Colin. And Colin. Yes! <laughs> Colin! <laughs> Got a question. This young character is wise beyond her years. So, Nora? Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe or Nora. Phoebe, Phoebe and or Nora. I would take both. Dorothy? Dorothy? Really? No. Come on, she's like the wisest person in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's not saying much. That's <laughs> <laughs> a little bar. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Meg? Uh, Meg. Meg yeah. Amari Meg. from A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This character buys an over-the-top gift for their love interest. Deborah's husband? Jack. Jack. <laughs> Jack. Jack Danvers from Head Lasso. And, and then... from a book we recently covered. Oh, from uh, Sense and Sensibility when he bought the horse? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. John Willoughby. 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 Willie Head. Okay, so this, this character benefits from their father's advice. Hint, not a fictional character. Rojas. Sam. Oh, or Sam. Sam. Yeah. Sam, yeah. Sam. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. God, father's advice. And not a fictional character for... Oh, the... so this is a, a autobiographical this, one. This comes from a, a non-fiction book. Okay. Father's advice. I'm trying to remember if Merlin Sheldrake's father gave him advice that shows up in the book. <laughs> yeah. The advice is the title. Oh, Bart by Bart? Yes. Yeah, that, with, the, with the whole Bart by Bart thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, well I written. I forgot that was her father. Yeah. yeah. I completely forgot that. Yeah. Well written. Okay. Here we go, Marita. This character loves mushrooms. Oh, hey. Merlin Sheldrake. <laughs> Merlin, Beard. Merlin Sheldrake and Willis Beard. Yeah. Two really cool names as well. <laughs> okay. This character loses the power slash control they have over others by the end of the story. Rupert. Yep. And. Oh. 17 times. 
Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, wait. Is it Ender's Game? Nope. It's a, that's no. not what I was thinking of. 17 times, Andrea. 17 times. Are you talking times. about Hamilton? Um, uh, uh, Burr? Aaron Burr? Loses he his control? Loses control over that they have over others. Who in Hamilton loses control? Hold on. King George? Oh, yeah. King George. <laughs> Good one. Good you one. will be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This character gives great advice. I think this one's too vague, but... Higgins. That's going to be Higgins. Or me. Or me. I went with me, but I would also accept Higgins. Gives great advice. And the other one is from a movie that we watched. And also gives great advice. Yeah, sure. I think so. <laughs> um, is it the angel from It's a Wonderful Life? Yes. Did nice. I get that right? Yeah. Nice. Clarence. What's his Clarence. name again? Clarence, Clarence. that's Clarence. it. I mm -hmm. couldn't remember his damn name, but yeah, he's such a cute him. <laughs> and then the last one. This character is considered a boy genius or a wonder kid, if you will. Nate, uh, Nate, and, Nate and the little weirdo from The Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about him. I didn't like him. Wait, Let's who... say Marcus from About a Boy. <laughs> oh, those are both good answers. I wasn't the character I was thinking of. I went with oh. Ender Wigan. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would work for any of those, so I will yeah. accept well, I mean, all of you your know, answers. We've, we've had so so much YA. There's there's a lot of like brilliant, weird little boys, and a lot of girls <laughs> who are wise beyond their years. Right? That's, those are the two main character choices we have. It's so true. It's so Sometimes true. Sometimes both. It's yeah. a very good point. I yeah. will say it was hard to come up with some of those questions. <laughs> I, I struggled as well, and I was doing I was doing it a lot easier. Like my questions are a lot easier to come up with than yours. No, I don't know because you had to like go back and listen, and I was like, how can I do this with having to re-listen to all of our episodes? <laughs> and I hate listening to myself as well. Like I fucking really hate it. So I like skip through some of my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys did really well, and I love some of the alternative answers. I absolutely would accept those for bonus points as well. Fantastic. Andrea, you're you're finishing us off with what like, right. the hardest. It's always the hardest last. So. Oh, God. It's, well, there's there are some that are probably more group answers. We're happy, um, to, we're happy to group up. Oh, yeah. group project. Oh, no. Someone's not going to do any work. <laughs> oh, me. That would be me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's definitely not me. <laughs> so it's a mix of a couple trivia questions and then some that are just questions for each of you to answer. Mm -hmm. So question one in season three, actually, thank you, Bex. You you said his name, so now it good segue. In season three, we learned that Coach Beard's name is Willis, but we were actually told this earlier. When? Oh, when he uh, says what you're talking about, Willis. Yeah, but you know, what episode is that? It was, I think it might have been even in the first episode. No, it no, might have been. it was. Well, he looks over episode. the desk. He looks over the it desk. It was in season three's first episode. No, season two. Season, season two. Episode two. One. Yeah. Okay. All right. My all next right. one is how many music? So this is a little bit more of like just shout out, and we'll see if we can get them all. Okay. Shout out 
all the musical references you can remember. You don't need to remember like when it happened, but if you're just like, oh yeah, I remember they talked about Hamilton, right? Like that. Uh, so, Hamilton, so musicals, like musical theater musicals. Musical theater musicals. Okay. Okay. So what did you say, Marita? The King and I. Yep. Chicago. Oklahoma. Okay. So King and I. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Chicago. Chicago. Hamilton. Oh, I'll give you guys obviously. Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to let my team carry me on this one. <laughs> I'm so bad uh, at musicals. Um, only a couple of them I think are vaguer. Like there were some that it's like they said it and we all know it. Then there were a couple yeah. that were a little. Uh, the thing is, I know there is more, and I know there was what. What was um, Doctor Sharon singing to Ted on his <gasps> voicemail? Oh, what was that? The Mikado. No. Okay, Rebecca. Rebecca's song in um, karaoke. Oh, Frozen. Yep. Yeah. Frozen is a musical? Yeah. It's a Disney musical. Oh, okay. Musical. I guess I was thinking of theater specifically. So that's yeah. on me. I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm on the right page now. So Dr. Sharon, she sang, they were saying that she sang several roles in it. And also this musical was also mentioned by Nate as he played. West Side Story? Yeah. West Side Story. Yeah. Okay. Completely spaced on that one. Oh, what's the one with Swonderful? Where he, because he says oh. Swonderful, right? Yeah, he says Swonderful. Isn't that from a musical? That's, um, yeah, that one is, uh, oh my God, what is Swonderful from? I know it. Sorry. Is, right. is it Cole Porter? I don't know that it's a musical, but. Well, maybe that one isn't a Or Gershwin. Yeah. It's just a song by Gershwin. It's just a, yes, that okay. one's just a song. Yeah, so that one's not. Just so kidding. the ones that I have that we didn't get yet were Sound of Music. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. Once. How do you solve a problem like, like, like Maria? Maria? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or as my dad used to say, how do you solve a problem like Rebecca? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm not scarred from that. Rude. <laughs> um, once, Singing in the Rain. Jesus Christ Superstar. These last few were like, I think the slightly vaguer ones. Les Miserables mm -hmm. and La oh, Caja yeah. Fall. Oh. Well, we didn't got that. Oh, what's the reference for La Caja Fall? Did that they just say that? One. I, I, I searched. I didn't, I didn't know all these. I searched for this. Mm -hmm. It is something about the way the scene is set up that they say that Les Miserables and La Caja Fall were the vaguest. And it was more about the way they set up the scene like the musical. Right. Oh, Okay. All right, um, all right. Well, we, okay. we we got some, and by we, I mean Michaela and Marita. <laughs> like I said, I'm used to carrying people in group projects. That's, that's just <laughs> look. We all have our strengths. Yeah. <laughs> this next one, I need an answer from everybody. Okay. First concert, best concert. All right. Okay. First concert. Uh, let's. Do first concerts first so that um, Although, that gives me a second hang to think on just about a second. Best. First concert, Celine Dion. It was the nice. uh, fall falling into you album time. Yeah, first nice. concert. Mine was Madonna. Ooh. All right, all right. Kylie Minogue. It's part of the Hitman Roadshow though, so there was more nice. than Kylie Minogue. But I was just there to see Kylie Minogue. Okay, I was clearly in so much more trouble than any of you as a teen. Um, and I'm not sure because there's two concerts that were really close together at the same venue. So it was either Ministry or Guar. 
Wow. Well, I was like now, seven when I went to see Kylie Minogue. So, I mean, I feel like that. Yeah, I would say mind. you say that, but yeah, like I literally stole my mom's credit card to buy Madonna tickets. So, like, <laughs> you want to talk about? Okay, well, I'll, yeah. Fair. I mean, I got in so much trouble after Guar because it was before contacts were like disposable. Like, you got soft contacts and you kept them for a year. Mm -hmm. And mine yeah. were permanently dyed pink from the stage blood because I was up so close. I, do you guys know Guar? Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? No, but it sounds phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I had to wander around looking perma-stoned or something until I could get new contacts, and it was not <laughs> It was not well-received. I love it. I love it. So would that be your best one, then? No, I've been to a lot of... I don't know what the best yeah. one would be. Best is My best harder. one is Skinny Puppy. Skinny, when I saw Skinny Puppy in um, Canada, I, I we used to, when they would come to the Midwest, we'd follow them around all the Midwest and go up into mm. Canada. Best concert was that way. I went to see them in Toronto and it was amazing. Nice. Mm, I want to say, I uh, see, I'm not really a big concert person. One of my, one of my favorites like and I don't know to what extent this counts because it's a different type of concert but like when John Williams conducted the Boston Pops yeah. playing his movie music yeah mm, that's at, nice. along with Henry Mancini's movie music it was really mm. really cool um but if you have to go with something a little more like like singing type thing I don't think you do I mean no, gang's you a gang, do what, right? yeah okay because I was gonna say it probably would be the Indigo Girls. Mm. Nice. Mm. Mine's Electric Six at the Barrowlands. I love Electric Six. One of the best gigs of my life. It I love that. I love that band. Insane. They were so good. Yeah. It was just one of those nights, you know? Yeah. Everything There's came a, together. We once, um, a, me and my friend group went to see Electric Six and we all, we got white t-shirts and we all wrote some stupid, one of his lyrics. I love it. And so the one, the one guy that was in our group put, I, I've got something to put in you. <laughs> oh, it was geez. hysterical. <laughs> I loved, honestly. And they used to fire water cannons sort of from the stage when it got too hot. I know that people not from Scotland are like, it gets too hot in Scotland. It does occasionally happen. And um, they spray water at you, and my hair, and it doesn't cope well in humidity, and it doesn't cope well when you soak it. And I, I ended up looking like Otto from The Simpsons. <laughs> it was just a great night. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I will say weirdest concert experience or weirdest combo concert experience was when I was a freshman in college, I went with my then boyfriend to see Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm -hmm. and... The very next weekend, I took my sister to see In Sync. <laughs> wow! That's so awesome. there's a spectrum. I <laughs> yeah, I love that. All right, wait, is Marita? Have you done your best? Oh no, Marita yet? hasn't done her favorite. No, I've been trying to think because there's a lot of different <laughs> concerts I've loved for a lot of different reasons. But I yeah. think yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. Picking that. favorite is hard. Picking I, favorites I, are hard. I think David Bowie with Nine Inch Nails at the Rose Garden in the mid '90s. That was that wow. was pretty amazing. Yeah, go. that was a fucking name drop. Love it. <laughs> Rita's like, oh yeah, just just this little just this David little Bowie. band. Well, and Dre, guy, Dre has actually reminded me of it because I was with a guy I was dating, and he was not from the U.S. And so we were walking into the Rose Garden. So he was not the guy I was with was not from the U.S. and not familiar with Nine Inch Nails. And so as we walked out of the Rose or walked into the Rose Garden, a guy was walking out with like. 
he was not an appealing looking person and he was much older than the rest of the crowd there and he had a shirt that just the text all it said there was no imagery it just said i want to fuck you like an animal and so my friend with absolutely no context on what that was from i was like kind of alarmed uh so yeah, yeah. reminded me of that concert um i have to nine inch nails to me is the most consistent band i like i've seen them so many times they're one of the bands that I have followed around, right? I've seen them play. They are the most consistent. They are. N I've never seen a bad night with them. Yeah, we'll tack David Bowie onto that. I yeah. Mean, oh, I know. Absolute yeah. Absolute powerhouse. Yes. It was. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. awesome. Um. So we've talked about before, right? Like whose face opens each season, mm -hmm. but what song opens each season? So season nope. one first. That's the Sex Pistols, is it? The Sex yeah. Pistols? Yeah. God Save the Queen. God Save the Queen. Season two is a little harder. Oh, yeah. So it's Nate's face, right? We start with Nate. Oh. Uh, when it comes to music, I am useless. Well, season two is weird. Okay, season two starts with Nate, and then we go into, um, you know, Earl getting killed by Rojas. And then it, the first song that plays is actually the title song. Okay. Because the whole first... The whole first scene is the game. And then it got cuts to the... So that's that. Wait, the title, that was a trick the title question. of the song. All right, number three. That's, so we got Ted in the airport. And it, at the first... Initially, there's no music, but then he goes home to clean up after Henry, and there's a song that plays. Oh, what's wrong with me? Why can't I remember? Mm. I can't remember. Yeah, this so was... So it's something point. depressing, like Harry Nilsson. Um, it is something depressing, yeah. Oh, is it? It's not that. Okay. It's like singer-songwriter no, from the 70s, isn't it? Yeah. It's Bob Dylan. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Wigwam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another music-related one. So, this is this one you could probably guess, because you're probably not going to, like, you're not going to know offhand, but just guess. So, mm -hmm. we know that Mumford & Sons both wrote original songs for the show, and then they allowed them to play a few of their published works. How many original pieces do you think they wrote for Ted Lasso? All three seasons? Two. Seven. Six. Eleven. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Well done, Rita. That's cool. Okay. I would so, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, can't, I couldn't even think of neither of that. I just guessed two because I knew there yeah. was two for definite. Yeah, like wow. they wrote the theme song, right? And then, yeah, a few songs that get played multiple times. Like if you probably mm -hmm. counted how many Mumford and Sons songs are there, there would be a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. I wow. would never have guessed 11. That's insane. Yeah. And then they played two published songs of theirs. Right. Because you're talking 34 episodes. I mean, that's basically mm -hmm. a third of the episodes they yeah. did songs for. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Um, okay, so a lot, you know, people have charts all over the internet about the number of times Roy Kent says fuck. But when I started rewatching the this series and like writing down all the songs, I know I started counting the number of times Jamie Roy called Jamie a prick. <laughs> so your guesses are A, less than 20, B, 20 to 30, or C, 31 to 40. For the whole series. Yeah, all B. three seasons. Oh. 30 20, 20 to 30. 31 to 40. 
It's 31 to 40. It's like, <laughs> it's like 37. Wow. Pricks. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, pricks. I would have gone higher if you hadn't given us the <laughs> yeah. limit. <laughs> 40 wasn't the top end. <laughs> okay. And the last three are just questions for you guys. Cool. Mm. So what was your favorite callback item in the series, right? Like the, like Ray Keeley talked about the lion panda and then we saw mm. her in the shoot and then the poster stuff like that. Mm. I like the feet fingers callback. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause like, and with the whole Danny, Danny and yeah. Ted have been like, yeah, feet fingers, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's probably even my mm. favorite. Yeah. I can't tell you why. It's just sweet. It's just funny. Yeah. And what does he call toes? He calls them um toes or feet. Oh, no, those are feet fingers. Yeah. But he, feet call, fingers. he does call these that and then he goes like this and he goes, Your your hand toes, doesn't the he? Hand toes, hand toes, finger hand feet. Toes? Yeah. Probably. And then it comes back later as well, somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I guess I like the the ussy kid. Yeah. I think that's that's just really nice. I like how Jamie like had kind of alluded to Fancy and Keely when he was younger and alluded to being a fan of Roy when he was younger, but we got that full confirmation with the posters. Mm. Like that kind of callback yeah. I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Uh the donation box. Mostly because yeah. we did learn that Nate really did have a niece and she yeah, really that... did. I swear they listened to our podcast and heard <laughs> and me they saying your that. Day. And they were like, oh, no, we quick cast a niece. (laughs) I'm telling you, I had it in my head. (laughs) You were so convinced. I really was. I thought I thought for sure it was just like another instance of Nate, like making making stuff up to like make himself feel better. Yeah. Cover up, cover up the fact he was really good at crafting little boxes. Um, I love Shannon coming back. Shannon, yeah. that was her name, right? Yeah, why didn't she come back in season three, though? I only she did. She did, but for like... For a, a band, bit yeah. second. Yeah, I, I wanted her to have... She must she have had, had another, another role. role or something, yeah. I, I love when Ted mentions that y- it, you should only take as long getting dressed as it is to listen to Easy Lover. And then we actually have him. And like, then does it. A little dance he does when he's getting... Oh, my God. Yeah, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's well, so cute. I, I, I have two. I have one literary one and, and one not literary one. And the literary one is I love where Jamie stashes his piece of the believe sign. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Because it's yeah. in the beautiful and damned. I just want to know how, because like, he clearly wasn't in the headspace to like yes. take that out of the trash. Did someone take it out? Did he go and pick up another copy of it? I yeah. want that. I want to know. Yeah, I want that yeah. story as well. Yeah. And my other one is um, at the end I think it's the, at the end of season three when, when George gets knocked down, right? Because mm-hmm. George has come back to, to coach West yeah. Ham, is that correct? Yeah, And correct. so we have book ended, bell ended, Mikaela. Uh, <laughs> we have season one, episode one, where we hear about Liam and Noel. And then when George gets knocked down, right? We, we see them. We've got the shorty shorts on and we, we, get, the, we get the view. We get the description. <laughs> <laughs> that is a callback of all callbacks. Indeed. Not yes. really an oasis. No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Indeed not. Could you get me a sa- do you know how long it took me to get could you get me a salad nothing with raisins in it for fucking <laughs> far too long. Far too long to get that joke. It's like what the fuck's raisins got? Oh okay. 
What character would you have liked to see with books? Rebecca. Rebecca Keeley. May. I mean, I know Keely technically had one. May. 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 Give me a Rebecca's mother. Sassy. Colin. (laughs) Uh, Name any female character, and that is my answer. (laughs) But May would have been a good one, though. Yeah. Thank you. And I'd love to see May like reading in the bar, and like when someone asks her for a beer, right? She just gives them that look that we have all given someone at some point when they have interrupted our reading. Yeah. Right. wasn't not at this moment or like or like she holds her finger up just like right like she's reading and she's like <laughs> right. don't fucking talk to me don't fucking talk and to then me she, like then she like closes the book and is yes. like you know, can i help you isn't she <laughs> in some tv adaptation of like agatha christie she's an absolutely mm-hmm. she's an everything but i yes. feel like it would be great if she were reading a book from a series that she was in in television. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> like reading Outlander, I would yeah. die. I yeah, would that would have been fucking brilliant. That would have been brilliant. Because yeah. my character would. in Outlander is pretty, like, the same vibe. She's in the kitchens, right? Yeah. She, yeah, because that, those are filmed five minutes from my house. That's the kitchens, awesome. the, the calendar house. Yes. So get yourself over here. We'll get, get you over the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nora, uh, I think Nora would be interesting yeah. to see what she would read too, mm-hmm. because I feel like it would be either like way beyond her years or something really, really like young and light and fluffy and like like. Yeah. I would almost like almost think something like Alanis Morissette, you know, like. No, I see kind of reading like feminist texts from the seventies. Yeah. yeah, like Fear of Flying or something. Yeah. I like that. Well, it's like how to make friends and influence people, but it's the opposite one. It's how to how right. to lose friends and piss people off or something. I can't remember, but I could see her reading something like that. Yeah, men explain things to me. <laughs> yeah, men explain yes. things to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last question then. What storyline are you most interested most interested in seeing play out? Not like it's going to, but like mm-hmm. right. Like what's the what's the one storyline that didn't finish? That you're like would love to see if they were to make another one. I think the Roy and Keeley thing for me. I know yeah. it's the Roy Jamie Keeley thing, but I never yeah. saw it that way really. Yeah, like Roy getting his therapy mm-hmm. and like how he grows from that. Like that would be really, yeah. I don't know if it's as much a storyline that seemed incomplete or more of like a spinoff I would like to see. Yeah. Right. And that would be like, I just want more to Colin's story. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. And I'd also love to see Rebecca and the the Dutchman's (laughs) adventures flying around the world as she's on a buddy pass. Not that she can't just afford her own jet, but. (laughs) (laughs) I just love. I mean, if you can afford your own jet, you've got your own pilot now, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No, you don't mix business with pleasure. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Marita, do you have one? You, I, you know, I, I'm not sure it's an incomplete storyline, but I would love to see like a, a spinoff with me and the pub lads. I would oh, enjoy yeah. that oh, God, yeah. as they get their life together. It'd be like the facts of life with me and the Charlotte Ray role, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the lads learning to navigate the world. If they make that, I would like to be extra sitting in the pub. Yes. Just the four of us sitting having like 
bangers and mash and fish and chips. Now, see, the, the three of them, like, I would, like, yeah, I still want to see. May has a little free library in her pub. Mm-hmm. And she has books in there and she makes the pub lads read them. Yeah. That to I me, would like that. canon. Every week, a different book and what they've learned from it. Yeah. Yeah. They have like yeah, a little they have story, a little, have adaptation. A little book club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah. So those were, that was where all of mine. Awesome. That was fun. I enjoyed thinking about some of those things. Yeah. And we had a month without homework, but what are we reading moving forward? We're going to read How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, 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 which is Pollan, which is uh, the book that Ted reads is a ha- book it, that Ted has on his lap in the season finale, series finale. Flight Home. That's yeah. right. I'm looking forward to that one because I d- enjoy Entangled Life so much. So, yes. More mushrooms, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Jane, <laughs> more teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just talking about the regular eating kind. Yeah, yeah <laughs> not me. Yeah, I'm not eating them. <laughs> <laughs> the ways we differ on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think this was a great like bridge for our new year, right? Yeah. Where- welcoming you all into 2024 but you know it's just the holidays everybody's kind of getting over that bit and Mm -hmm. we'll come back to you with more books over the next 12 months we will yeah we definitely will but i just needed any new listeners as well to know some of our lore you know and beasts and we have lore we have lore (laughs) oh yeah we have lore that's funny (laughs) hashtag cbbc lore I like it. <laughs> what's hey audience? What's your favorite hashtag CBBC lore? <laughs> Let us know on Twitter and Blue Sky. <laughs> yes, do that. <laughs> no, genuinely, this has been loads of fun, and we will be back next time with the book that Andrea just mentioned. Because I'm fucking dead. no, hold on, I've got it, and we yeah. So that was... how to change your mind? How to change your mind? How to make my mind function. Fucking late, honestly. <laughs> um, that was super fun. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you. It was a right good laugh. And we'll see you next time for How to Change Your Mind with Michael Pollan. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at Beards Book Club or send us an email at coachbeardsbookclub at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Share us with your friends and family and leave a five-star review.